Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Garage Wire podcast with me, Mike Ruff, Garage Wire editor. This week we've got renowned rep expert Alistair Mason joining us to talk all things LUK, INA and FAG. He'll also be updating us on the tremendous work the rep experts have been doing to support independent garages through the COVID-19 crisis. Before that though, imagine if you will, working hard to build your first garage business only for a global pandemic to strike just weeks after opening the workshop shutters to customers for the very first time. That's exactly the situation today's first guest, Gavin Cunningham of Cunningham Auto Care in Worcestershire, found himself in. Gavin, thanks for joining us. What a time to have opened your garage. Question is, good or bad timing? Uh, when is a good time, to be honest with you, in, in my mind? Um, really, it was the case of I needed to do something and I just went with the idea. Obviously, COVID-19 kicking didn't make it any easier, but the way I see it now is just keep persevering, keep going, keep working at it. And if I can get through this, there's nothing stopping me. There's no doubt that the financial implications of the pandemic has hit everyone. But would you say it's hit you harder than it might have done for an already well-established independent? I would have thought so, but at the same time, there's a lot of bigger garages out there and a lot larger companies who have a lot more and greater overheads than us being a new business. Um, So at the same time as where it's hurt us, we've managed to get by. I mean, we did manage to get the £10,000 grant, which did help with the landlord and, you know, bills that were coming in, which got swallowed up. But without that, um, we definitely would have been a completely different situation where it would have been bust before we even got going, really. We spoke to Andy Savra on the Garage Rob podcast recently, and he talked to us about Brunswick Garage, which he opened in 2010 while the UK was deep in recession. With a quality-focused strategy, he managed to achieve up to 20% year-on-year growth before selling five years later. So I guess you can take some hope from that, because although the UK is thought to be heading into a major recession, it's not necessarily bad news for a new business such as yours no i wouldn't believe so and the thing about it is everybody all everybody still has a car the cars need to be kept to a certain standard and you know the customer's always looking for a new garage and people who they can trust so as long as i keep the right work ethic the right customer service base and just you know treat people correctly i believe it'll come back tenfold you know everything that i've had to do and yeah, it doesn't worry me the slightest, to be honest with you, because if it did, then I'm doing it you know, the wrong way and I shouldn't have even started in the first place. So I think it's just another obstacle which I will overcome. There's no doubts about that. Uh, sometimes it will be tougher than others. And yeah, I, I will make a success out of it. There's, there's, there's no ifs, buts or maybes about it. Bring me COVID-19, bring me a recession. My mentality's there and I'll, I'll, make, I'll make good of what gets thrown at me, so... That's really, really great to hear. Tell us a bit about your background. How did you get to the point of opening your garage? Um, I worked for a company for, for many years, started there as a tyre fitter, making my way up to like a manager situation and then, you know, um, eventually a regional manager where I then ran uh, nine and ten branches. Guessing National Fast Fit? Yeah, it was a National Fast Fit company. So, yeah, you know, I loved my job and um, unfortunately things didn't work out, which was out of my control, to be honest. You know, they got rid of me which was a shame. Um, it actually made me quite ill. It, it, it made me sort of down, depressed. It was almost coming out of a relationship, so to speak, which, which, which really, you know, hurt me in that way. And it, it come to the point where I was unemployed, I was, I was struggling to trust another company to work for. And it, it, it just, it was like a light bulb, so to speak, a eureka moment where the, the wife actually rang me and we had a two year old baby girl called Sophie. And she rang me just to see if I can run the shop and get some milk. At that point, I realised 
that I've got no money left. I didn't even have a pound in the bank to go and buy a bottle of milk, as shameful as it sounds, but I was just stuck in a rut. Uh, then realised I had to do something and working for somebody else wasn't working. So I got up, sold my vehicle, sold a few of my possessions and scraped enough money to buy a recovery truck and started earning money from there, reinvesting it. Uh, eight months down the line, opened up a premises. So Wow. Well, what what timescale are we looking at? Is it you opened the business late last year, I take it? But the, the garage, we got the keys in January, but then the problem was, again, through funds, we didn't even have a ramp. I was just lucky to have a place which was nice and dry, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. So it, it was a real struggle um, because at one point I was working outside in the rain and, you know, that was making me then, you know, get ill, get catching colds all the time. And then all the money I earned in the garage, I brought my first ramp, brought my second ramp, and I've brought like used tire equipment, which I then betted for new tire equipment. And now it's a nice looking garage. It looks professional. And um, we've got all new, brand new equipment, and we're set up for anything. So, and literally all within the space of less than a year, I've got it from literally, I would say, nothing. That's an impressive timescale. What would you say is the core of your work now? We, we tend to push a lot of tire work, you know, a lot of servicing work brakes, exhaust, suspension, clutches, cam belts. So really everything that you would find from, you know, a mainstream garage, you know, sort of work. I, I didn't really want to try and specialise within something certain when all my life I've just been tyres, alignments, brakes, exhaust, suspension, and everything, and whatever comes through the door, you have to do, pretty much. Had you always wanted your own garage? Yes, I mean, I think every mechanic... Um, in, you know that, that I've been around who's good and professional always dreamed of having their own garage you know the ones that you know strive to succeed so to speak um yeah but I, I did for many years until I become a regional for another company and then I thought I was set for life I thought this is it I've worked for the company for a long time I'm at the you know the, the, the senior management status that I wanted to be at the annual salary wasn't too bad and you know you could live a decent life off and you know, then life throws you an oddball and you have to play it, unfortunately. What aims and ambitions did you have for the business when setting it up and have they changed in any way as a result of the pandemic? They've actually changed quite a lot. Whereas at first, the place was just somewhere nice, clean and dry where I could work on customers' vehicles through word of mouth and just get by and get on to the point where I feel like I'm actually establishing a brand and making a brand and got a certain look. So as soon as we're in the right financial state where I can actually start seeing a wage myself and not just everything going back into the business, which we're getting closer, um, it'd be nice to say that within the next two to three months that I'd have a full-time member of staff. And, you know, the way that I've overcome the obstacles thrown at me makes me believe that I can push it further and more. So if I've managed to achieve so much within such a little time, it makes me think that, you know, hopefully one day to have multiple branches um, all doing the same sort of thing. What about marketing? How do you get customers through the door of a brand new garage? Good question, because I've tried everything at the moment. <laughs> um, we have been using a lot of Facebook marketing, obviously Facebook pages, Facebook groups. Um, we do have a website, which the traffic wasn't very good, which is currently being redone. To through you know sending personal you know messages to people you know who who like the page and just you know sending out to friends and family certain links special offers we've been doing leaflet drops we've been in the local paper so we're, we're literally trying everything at the moment um, Facebook seemed to work quite well at first but 
it seems to have died down a bit now and the, the price just seems to be going up. We're also on Yell again, but that's quite expensive. That's, it's quite a costly outgoing each month for the work that it actually returns. What would you say is your biggest challenge at the moment? Renting costs and just trying to keep, keep, keep the customers coming in to, to, to match the outgoings each month, which we do get by, and, but we get by by you know, the skin of our teeth at the moment. I mean, if you really think that technically we, we've never even had a launch day, so it's just been trying and trying and trying over and over again. And by the end of each month, I just managed to scrape it and get everybody paid. And then eventually, when, like I say, when it picks up, I, I end up uh, hoping to pay myself, which would be nice. Before we move on, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Any new or inspiring ideas or strategies as an enthusiastic new garage owners that you can share with others listening? My strategy is, it's the same I've used no matter when I worked for a multinational company to the same as starting on my own is I'm, I'm there for everybody. I'm, I'm not out there to try and individualise people for what car they drive and how deep their pockets are. I'm, I really want to be the one-stop shop for everybody so you can feel comfortable coming here in an old Ford Fiesta from 1990s to a brand new Range Rover Sport. And I wouldn't like to say that I'll just sit there and judge anybody by how much money they've got or what vehicle they drive. Everybody's welcome. And the customers... If certain garages are looking for a higher quality of customer with a bit more money than the ones they don't want, they're more than welcome to turn up here and I'll look after them and I'll have a customer for life by the time they've left. It's been really interesting, Gavin. We'll have to get you back on at some point to see how things are going. But for now, thank you very much and good luck with the business. Thank you very much. Next up, we have our special guest, a self-confessed petrol head. He started his career in the industry at the age of 16 with work experience at a local independent garage where he remained for seven years while gaining his sitting gills from college and an automotive engineering qualification from university. The next 18 years saw him progress through the ranks at a main dealer from technician to after-sales manager before taking on a new opportunity at Schaeffler. He now researches new automotive technology for the aftermarket and shares best practice advice for technicians in the trade media at events and on IMI certified training courses as rep expert technical manager. More recently, though, he's been out on the road delivering rep expert back on track packs to garages across the UK in a well received effort to support workshops through the crisis. Alistair Mason, welcome to the Garage World Podcast. Yeah, good morning, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> now, we've spoken about the rep expert back on track packs before on the podcast. They include social distancing signage, floor tape, PPE, and they've gone down a storm. What, what was it all about for you? Once everything started to go into lockdown, um, the first thing we saw is there was no cars on the road. Absolutely nothing on the road. Um, obviously, that had a knock-on effect to the garages, obviously then to, to the motor factors, uh, and, then, and then to us. And then we started to see that a couple of garages were starting to open. They didn't know how to open. They didn't know how to open safely. Um, what should they do? Um, and that's where we could support the independent garages. Um, we looked at these packs. We looked at the posters. We looked at what are the rules. Um, you know what what advice is being given to everybody. And from there, we managed to actually build up these packs. There was over two thousand packs were shipped out. Fifteen hundred of those we sent out by post, and the other sort of five hundred we actually delivered by hand. 
I know some Garajwa readers were disappointed because they missed out on the packs, but the good news is there are still some posters available, is that right? So we've still got some poster packs that we can actually send out. So you can go through our, our, our Rep Expert website, um, www.repexpert.co.uk. Uh, also, we've got our customer services, 01432 264 264 you can actually download the posters and print them off yourself uh, and that's also available through our rep expert site as part of the back on track initiative you've now also launched free covid19 awareness training haven't you we've put together an e-learning module um, which is available again through through rep expert um, and it literally takes about quarter of an hour um, to go through um, there's some questions at the end once you've carried out that and, and passed um, then what happened is you get a link that you can actually download the certificate and print it off I understand the training is based on sector specific guidance for the UK's automotive aftermarket as drawn up by the Garage Equipment Association IAAF, IMI Scottish Motor Trade Association, SMMT so it's well worth checking out it's good timing too because just last week the health and safety executive warned business owners across all sectors that action would be taken against those failing to manage the COVID-19 risk. Common shortcomings reported by health and safety executive investigators include failing to maintain social distancing and inadequate cleaning. Tips and advice on all of this is covered in the Rep Expert training though. That's right, that's right. Yeah, no, we've we've basically done a lot a lot of research, spent a lot of time um, researching all the correct processes. Now, as I mentioned earlier, in more normal times, you'd have been researching new automotive technology. What have you been looking at most recently? Yesterday, uh, I was actually doing some some more research around switchable water pumps, uh, trying to uh, look at the difference in time, um, a warm-up phase between a conventional water pump and a switchable water pump. Starting the vehicle from cold, bringing it up to temperature, then actually changing the water pump, and then letting it stand overnight so it's cold and then starting up from cold again um, so we can actually physically see this difference uh, and then obviously we can then communicate this this to the guys um, so we, we've been working away on thermal management switchable water pumps been looking at the latest in double clutch technology uh, with the wet clutch gearboxes um, so we're looking at the latest gearbox that we've got now which is the DQ500 um, that gearbox basically has some new features inside it. Uh, we've seen we've gone away now from, from uh, mechanical uh, hydraulic pumps. We're now using electric pumps because they're more efficient, not taking any power from the engine. Uh, the bearings inside, the actual bearings have been optimised, so they're, they're a lot more efficient. Um, so what's, what's happening? We're getting, yeah, lots of inquiries, always I, you know, on a weekly basis, a lot of inquiries around double clutches, people looking to fit them, people looking for advice how to fit them. We would strongly recommend that people take advantage of the training before they attempt to carry out one of these repairs. They're not a conventional clutch. There is, there is a, you know, a way to set these clutches up. And the last thing you want to do is put a clutch in there and then the customer returning two weeks later. No garage wants to turn a job away. And if they've got a car that's in there um, and it needs one of these clutches, then, you know, it's great for them to be able to carry out that repair and, you know, and make good money doing it. You mentioned before thermo management systems. Be honest, it sounds like a dull subject, but I've heard your presentations on this and it's actually fascinating stuff. One of your training delegates told me after a training session that it's like black magic. So what do garages need to know about thermo management systems? It's, it's, it's really awareness of the system, understanding the system. So, you know, if they do remove a water pipe, you know, quite quite a common 
repair, um, as we all know, is, is to replace uh, you know, a timing belt. And most people will replace the water pump at the same time. Um, what we're seeing now is more and more switchable water pumps being used. And when they're removing these water pumps, and they see it looks different to a conventional water pump. And they don't really understand why. Um, nobody's really taken the time to tell them, you know, that's my job. <laughs> but it's so when they remove the pump, they can actually understand. Oh, actually, yes, I know what that is. That's the switchable water pump. I know why it's fitted. It's to warm the vehicle up quicker. Okay, it's to maintain the temperature better. It's to work in conjunction with diesel particulate filters. So we can we can get the engine up to an even hotter temperature when, when required quickly. Um, and then, so, you know, they're, they're understanding what they're working on. Then what we've got to look at now is, is, is the way that we bleed the cooling system. So if we replace one of these pumps, and there's also this small electric um, auxiliary pumps being used on the engine, bleeding the process is completely different now you know when i you you, you mentioned i've been in the trade a little while mike so when uh, when i started you know we literally you could pour some coolant into into an engine and you could reach down and you could squeeze the top and the bottom hose to try and get the air well you can't even see a top and bottom hose on the engines of today um and now the systems are getting so intricate they don't really use the top and the bottom hose it's just different circuits running around so to bleed the system through we're now seeing that we need to actually vacuum fill to stop air being being trapped in the system we're actually now using diagnostic machines to to, to activate uh, different actuators in the engine to actually allow this air out um, you know and it's just giving the garages the understanding on this where can technicians access all of your hard work because you've produced a lot of technical content and loads of step-by-step -step guides haven't you uh, so yeah so they access all that through uh, rep expert okay so as we said earlier so www.repexpert.co UK. Um, if they're not registered, um, it's a free site, it's free to register. There's lots and lots of information on there, lots of technical information, lots of bulletins. Um, lots of videos, lots of brochures that you can download. Um, if it's our information, uh, it's free to download. Just just download it, watch it, not a problem at all. If it's information we've had to source in, um, you basically use bonus points to download that information. Now, all of our products, when you open up one of our boxes, inside that box will be a voucher, will be uh, containing bonus points. Now, in the top right-hand corner, there is a, there's a code. Uh, all you do, go on to RepExpert, enter that code, and those points on that voucher will then be uploaded into your account. Um, some people actually use the points and they save the points up, they build them up, and then you can actually then go into our bonus shop uh, and buy workshop tooling, uh, workshop merchandise, um, you know, clothing, and the rep expert app well worth downloading yeah very quick it's you know instant information in your pocket that's a very useful tool so the way to download that is um i mean if you were using a, an apple phone um just go into the app store um, and download it and just search for, for Rep Expert. Uh, you can download the app. The same with, um, with Android phones as well. Uh, go into your app store and just download Rep Expert. One of the many trade events you discuss these topics in more detail is at Rep Expert Academy Live. The roadshow should have made it to Blackpool in June, but for obvious reasons that couldn't happen. Will we see a return of Rep Expert Academy Live once the appropriate restrictions have been lifted? But when we look at it now, um, you know, I think I think the industry needs this more now than ever. They've all been through tough times, um, but they've all had a chance to sort of stand back and have a look uh, at their garage, look at the direction they want to go in. Hopefully we can give them some, some good advice um, to, to how to move forward. Um, you know, some, some new areas perhaps they can invest into, um, you know, for example, transmission 
repairs. I mean, we do we do complete bearing kits for gearboxes, differentials. You know, is that something actually they could get into? Also, you know, the the response we've had as well. It, you know, it's great. It's great for the garages because these are quite local events. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of networking goes on. You know, there's a lot of a lot of garages speaking to other garages. You know, how do you do this? How do you find that? You know, so we're we're excited to move forward with this. Um, you know, we've got we've got some new guest speakers lined up as well, um, which is great. Um, so yeah, as soon as it is safe to do so, then obviously uh, we will be. Uh, releasing some you know locations and, and dates for those we're running out of time i'm afraid alistair but before we finish up do you have a key message you want to share with us you know i think for me the way the garages earn their money um is really is is doing the job once and doing it right okay um if they're doing a job for a second time who's paying for that um generally it's not the customer <laughs> generally it's down to the garage uh and that is where we try to work hard um, that is where we try to give them the information, you know, where to go to get that information, how to do it right. But it might take you five minutes. And if that job goes wrong, it takes you five hours. So, you know, spend that five minutes wisely, <laughs> get that information. So, you know, that, that, that's my advice. Do, it's preparation. Yeah. And do it once and do it right. I know you're a busy man, Alistair. So many thanks for taking the time to talk with us. No, thank you, Mike. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Well done for making it to the end. And being as though you have, why not subscribe to the Garage World podcast in your podcast player? We've got further information on everything we've covered in today's episode on the Garage Wire website. And you can get in touch with me by emailing michael.ruff at garagewire.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a new episode in a couple of weeks.